Psalm 13, beginning in verse number 1. How long? How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord? Now that's an interesting question, isn't it? Forever? That's what it felt like, it seems, to the psalmist. How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? Now that, that, that touches a little more upon the reality of it, doesn't it? It seems like there's a lot of times the Lord's face just seems to be hidden. The first part of it, uh, you know, there's something that, that strikes us and says, we understand, David, how you feel, but forget us. And, and granted, we're not in David's circumstances, whatever those were. You know, we're not in those this morning. I hope not, right? There could be somebody going through something really bad this morning. I don't know. But, um, and you may feel this way, but this is how the psalmist felt. He felt forgotten. He felt like the Lord was hiding his face from him. Verse 2, he says, How long shall I take counsel in my soul? Lord, I want to hear from you, in other words. Um, having sorrow in my heart, how often? Daily. That, no wonder he's saying how long. I mean, this is a daily occurrence. This thing doesn't leave him. This thing is with him continually. How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? I mean, as far as that enemy was concerned, it was daily, you know, more than likely. Verse 3, consider, you know, consider my, my plight. Consider my circumstances. Consider my trouble. Uh, consider this that I'm going through and hear me. O Lord my God, lighten mine eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. I mean, it, it, this, is, this is serious enough that, that it seems like death is at the door. Lest mine enemy say, and, it, and this, this kind of makes me think about Moses in the wilderness. And, and the Lord says, let me just wipe him out and start over. And Moses says, Lord, if you did that, what would your enemies say? What would the Egyptians say? That you just took us out into the wilderness to kill us? You know? <laughs> uh, lest my enemies say I have prevailed against him. You imagine Pharaoh, his armies, you know, destroyed in the Red Sea, and then he gets news. All of the, the children of Israel perished in the wilderness, you know. Ah, you know, uh, I prevailed against him anyway, you know. And those that trouble me rejoice when I am moved. Uh, what kind of moved? Well, Lord, have you forgotten me? He's moved. Uh, you've been moved before, haven't you? I'm not talking about the five times that I moved before I graduated high school. You know, not that kind of moving. Moving truck, you know, kind of thing. We're talking about being moved in your spirit, being moved in your heart, being moved in your thoughts. The enemy looking at you and saying, mm -hmm, I see the fear upon your face. You know, I see the trouble that you're in. Some of those guys that you knew I was going to say something about you, didn't you, Danny? Some of those guys that square off against Danny on the football field. Uh, I can remember some of them lovely guys, you know, squaring off against them when I was playing in Trinity. And, and them talking about wanting to draw blood, you know, kind of stuff. I'm like, we're just playing a game, you know. <laughs> These coaches have driven this stuff in these kids' heads. These are not Marines, you know. <laughs> this is, I'm, not, I'm not at war against Love Lady Texas, you know. Um, but that's the way a lot of them felt about it. Um, I'm going to prevail against you. I see that you're troubled. 
you know, verse number five. But he says, I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. I will sing unto the Lord. This is a song, right? You ever, you ever sing your way out of trouble? Hmm? I find myself at times, you know, I, 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 I need, I, I'll be in the truck driving down the road, you know, and I'm like, you know, I, I need to sing something. Um, here, David, this is a song that he penned, you know, and he says here in verse number six, I will sing unto the Lord. What's he singing? He's singing about the Lord's mercy. He's saying, my heart shall rejoice in his salvation, in the salvation of God, because he hath dealt bountifully with me. Not sparingly. If you, if you lack wisdom, how, how does God give it? Liberally, right? You know, it's not just, it's not stingily and give just a little bit uh, and say, you, you make up the rest on your own. No, you, you have a need. God, I mean, it's, 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 it's like that cup, right? My cup overfloweth. He deals with us bountifully. Um, though we may not feel that way sometimes, it is nonetheless true. It is an absolute and utter reality that continually God is dealing with us bountifully. I mean, just think about what we have in Christ, what we would have been outside of Christ. Just, just from that standpoint alone, the salvation that we have in Christ, God has dealt with us bountifully. But beyond that, I mean, just the daily grace and the daily mercy that God shows unto us, I mean, even when there's a drought, right? And all Brother JT's cows are out there lowing in the pasture because they're thirsty. And that old pond, you know, they've been, they've been walking, you know, and chasing that water all the way to the center of it. And some of them get stuck every once in a while in that old mud. Uh, but they're out there lowing. They're thirsty. There hasn't been any rain falling, you know. Um, even when there's a drought, God's dealing with us bountifully. Uh, think about the fact that you still have faith in the midst of sore circumstances. God's dealing with you bountifully. And beyond all that, all the things that are happening to us, he's causing it all to work together for what? Good. To those who love him, you know, they're called according to his purpose. Absolutely, it's all, all of it, regardless. You know, not long ago, it just really struck, I, I, I know at least Cohen when I was talking about, you know, feelings and not trusting your feelings, not leaning upon your feelings, not leaning upon your own understanding is how the scripture would say it, but acknowledging the Lord. Here David's singing to the Lord, acknowledging the Lord, right? So not trusting our feelings the way we feel about, oh, there's a drought or, oh, this is happening in my life or, oh, that's going on. It's really bad. No, actually, God's working it all together for good. Believe that. Believe that. Trust that. Trust in that. And sing unto him. Uh, this, this song that David's singing here, you know, when I think about songs in that regard, there shall be showers of blessing, right? Mercy drops around us are falling. But here David's saying, for the showers I'm pleading. You know, yeah, Lord, I know the sun's shining, but I feel like there's this storm cloud over me. Um, have you forgotten me? Um, will you hide your face from me forever? How long shall I continue to take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? You know, we, we hear the, 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 the trouble that he's in. And like I said, I think it was last week or the week before, when your child 
cries and calls and says, Dad, do you not hear? Hmm? Donnie? Yeah? Do you not? I mean, it's kind of different because the, the analogy I'm going to use right now, because Delina was, was hollering and Cohen's like, what in the world's wrong? And he runs. Well, I mean, that's kind of the way it is, isn't it? I mean, the shoe was kind of under the foot there. It was the child and the parent. But, but um, you know, what my point is, when we call, the Lord hears. The Lord hears. The Lord, the Lord hears our, our cry. He knows, he knows your voice. How many people are talking all day long, and the Lord hears all the audible voice, and not only that, but the thoughts and the intents of men's hearts, and through it all cuts this, 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 this prayer here, how long, Lord? Cuts through the noise of it all straight to his Father's ear. He knows. He sees. He's working. He's doing something, you know, in David's life. He's doing things in our lives during these times. So, well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Uh, Brother Donnie, would you pray for us? Amen. Maybe seated. So, last week we had a two-word phrase. What was it? Hmm. Help, Lord. Here we've got a, in a way, and it's a little bit longer, but there's still kind of a two-word phrase. How long? How long? How long, O oh Lord? Um, and so, you know, how long has it been since you've said how long? I'm not going to say that's too long. <laughs> That'd be like the Wolf Brand Chili commercial, right? How long has it been since you had a can of Wolf Brand Chili? Well, that's too long, you know. Um, and we, we, don't, we don't long for such times. You know, maybe if we could see things the way that, that God sees them in our lives when we go through trouble, there might be a part of us that would long for some things. Say, Lord, I need to be taught that lesson. 
That would be a good thing for me, Lord, to go through. It might be like when, when Brother Bruce was going through his, in college and going through all the course curriculum. I'm going to take this class. I'm going to take this class. I'm going to take that class. Lord, there's, there's a class in patience over here. I know it's going to be hard, but I, I, I need patience. I see, I see my brother or sister over here. They've got more patience you know, than I do in these situations. And I, I want to be able to be the testimony that they've been to me and to others. So that, that course in, test, and in patience would be really good. You know, or maybe a, a course in testifying of our faith or a course, you know, in, in other things, uh, sanctification, uh, a, a course in, 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 in salvation in general. Um, you know, I mean, Brother JT was going over some of those things. Most of you know those things, but isn't it good to hear them again? You know, absolutely. Salvation is of the Lord. You know, it's, it's, it's not of me. It's not of you. It's of him. Uh, and I know that troubles a lot of people, but it's a comfort to those of us who know it. We can lay down our head on our pillows at night and rest, you know. So, you know, how long has it been since you've seen this that we're looking at here in Psalm 13 as a portrait of yourself, right? How long, O oh Lord? How long? Waiting, longing hoping in the Lord for deliverance. Lord, come. Lord, don't tarry. Lord, don't wait. Come, come now. Come, come and deliver me from, from this enemy. Come deliver me from this besetting sin. Come, because there's an enemy, right? These besetting, the sins that so easily beset us that we're called to lay aside. I mean, that's, that's an enemy, doesn't have to be in the form, you know, of a, a person that's maybe your next door neighbor that just got it in for you. Um, and anything and everything, I mean, they're just watching you like a hawk. And anything and everything, maybe you live in a subdivision and your grass is, you know, an eighth of an inch too tight. He's out there with a ruler, you know. You know what? Deed restrictions say that it can't be over this. Hmm. I'm reporting you. Um, you know, um, you know you've, you've, you've had that old tire sitting over there against the garage uh, for way too long, you know, or your, your, your boat sticking out past the front of your house by, by uh, three feet, you know, you're going to have to move that. Um, you know, I'm going to call the enforcement on you. Uh, it doesn't have to be a person like that. There are those people, right? Or there are those people in, in school, I remember, and I, believe me, Danny, I know I was there, um, and it's probably gotten worse. It probably hasn't gotten any better because people haven't gotten any better. Um, but, you know, those people that you would, that, that make themselves your enemy, you know, they're in the school, um, and they're just constantly uh, doing anything and everything they can uh, to cause you trouble. But it doesn't have to be a face uh, and a person that has a name and an address. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's sin itself um, in the form of things like fear, in the form of things like doubt. Um, you know, those, those things come against us continually. You know, perhaps while we're in this condition that David's in here saying how long, you know, we have cause to pray the prayer that he prayed last week. Help, Lord. I don't know how long this is going to be, but help me in the midst of it to be patient. Help me in the midst of it to trust you. Help me in the midst of it to rest in you, to depend upon you, rely upon you. Um, help me to remember that when, when Satan desired to sift, you know, Peter as wheat, 
that you prayed for him, that you're the reason that my faith is not going to fail. I'm going to trust in you. So having reason to, to say, help, Lord. But how long? It can come in different ways, can it? I mean, we can be in a trouble like David seems to be in here and say, how long? You know, it, it could be something sore and severe, um, you know, and, and, and we've, it's been going on for a long time. And how long? You know, as I look at it, some of you, you know, I, I can think about my mother-in-law and think about how long, you know, she's had this hip problem. You know, how long, Lord? How long? So it could be a physical pain, you know, uh, something of that nature, you know, or it could be, you know, 34 years ago, yesterday, I waited for a day to come. How long? How long? You know, I met this young lady when she was, you know, a freshman in high school. I graduated two years before she did and had to wait two years for her to graduate before we could get married 34 years ago. And I was saying, how long, Lord? How long? <laughs> so you could see there's different ways that we could say that, couldn't we? This whole thing of how long uh, that awaited day finally came. And we exchanged vows. And we were married. And, and that, was, that was one of the happiest days of my life. You know, I, I say one of, you know, because, you know, there was the birth of our children. There was the day that Rebecca came to me and she said, Dad... And I've told you all that story before, right? Here I was. I tried to carve out this little place to find some peace and quiet in the house to study. It was beside the bed. There was this little table, you know, and it had this little stool. And I was sitting there, and I hear this footsteps coming up behind me. Dad, what? (laughs) Dad, I think the Lord saved me. And then I'm like, boy. That was a bad response. You know, I didn't know the news yet, but I didn't give a very good response to begin with. Um, And afterwards, though, I mean, I told Rebecca, I said, there's nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing that you will be able to tell me the rest of your life that is greater than the news that you've given me right now. You get married one day, great. Not greater than this. You, you have a grandchild one day, you know, our, our first grandchild, maybe, I don't know, you know, uh, great. Um, you, you, she decided she wanted to become a nurse. I mean, over there at the parsonage, standing underneath the carport, she comes up to me, she's, Dad, I've been praying about it, and I really feel like this is what the Lord wants me to do. I'm like, fine, that's, that's you know, great news, but not as great as the other news. You know, and so, you know, we, we started, you know, going down that road where we're going to go to school, we're going to do, what do we have to do to do all this? Uh, you know, so... Yeah, but no greater news than that. Dad, I think the Lord saved me, you know. So, how long? How long? I've, I've got four kids. I've asked that question. Yeah, the first one came along. Like, Lord, how long? I mean, there's, there's, there's more. You know, how long? Um, well, guess what? He's Lord. You know, Brother JT was talking about He's, he's not just Savior. You can't just take him as your Savior and, not, and him not be your Lord. He's either, either, either both or he's none. You, know, you can't just pick one or the other. But you think about David's phrase, How long, O Lord? He is Lord over the how. Okay? 
the circumstances that we're in. He's over that and how long it's going to be. How long this is going to continue. How long I'm going to be, you know, in this, this crucible. Um, you know, going through, you know, the, the, the dross being consumed and the gold being refined, you know. He's, he's Lord over that. And so David's cry here is not an absence of faith. Right? I mean, you could think that maybe. Some people could think that. How long will you forget me? It's not an absence of faith. How, how long will you hide yourself you know, from me? So it's, it's not an absence of faith. It's the presence of faith that there would be no cry. He would not cry if there was no faith. So what a gift. Brother JT talked to us about that not long ago, didn't he? What a gift faith is. If, if, if you happen to look, I waited until after Brother JT preached this morning. I sent out the passages uh, of Scripture for today, and there was an image that I also sent if you saw it. Um, anybody see it? The image that was there? Um, of course, I gave a description, you know, underneath. But, but it's an image. Of, there's a wall, you know, with a, with a, a, um, you know, a, a kind of a, a fireplace on the other side that, like they would have in those days. You know, there, there was no hearth that was just flat, you know, upon the, upon the floor, you know, of, of the room. And then on, on this side of the wall, you see, you see a, a, a person standing with, with a, 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 a cruise of oil, we might say. And on the other side, you see this man who is feverishly taking buckets of water and tossing it on the fire. And then there's two other men, you know, standing over here. Of course, that's all from Pilgrim's Progress, but, but that, that oil being poured through into the flame. This faith that is the gift of God. This, this the imagery that we, that we spoke of earlier, you know, with Peter. And the Lord saying, I've prayed for you that your faith fail not. The Lord's the one pouring that oil. He's the reason that the faith is not failing. It may feel like it gets awful weak. And it does. We, we, we may feel like David does here. <laughs> Lord, you've, I, I feel like you've forgotten me. Um, I, feel, I feel like you've hidden yourself from me. Um, it, it may feel like that we're at the end of our rope, you know, but, but um, that's the feelings, right? It's not true. He hasn't forgotten. He hasn't. He, he, he's there. And though, though we may not feel his presence the way we would like to feel it, he nonetheless remains. There is no, and Donnie prayed about it, this earlier, and it was a thing that Brother JT preached about earlier. There is no shadow of turning. There is no variableness. God does not change. He does not move. And hide himself from us. No, he's there. He's there. Though we may not be able to see like we would like to be able to see. Lord, I'd like to behold your face. Um, you know, in, in all of this. I would like to see your presence in all of this. Um, I'd like for you to come and just end, you know, all of this. Um, he's there. He's the reason that we cling to him in difficulties that are all around us we have this one great hope God is and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him he's there he's right in the middle of it 
you know, my, my brother Richard's not here this morning, but I can remember one place that we lived. There was a kid that, you know, wanted to just wail on him. Well, he didn't do that while I was standing around. Uh, I mean, I couldn't really, I was too old to really <laughs> do much to him, but I could just stand there was enough. Um, he's ever-present. God is. He's an ever-present help in time of trouble, in time of sorrow, in time of difficulty. Whatever time it is that you're going through that you'd have cause to call out like David does here, how long he's there. He's in the midst. What strikes us about this cry is that we can identify with it. Um, in, in some degree, maybe we, we don't know David's circumstances, but in some degree we can identify with this cry that David makes here. On some scale, perhaps not the depth and degree of David here, whatever it was, or the depth and degree of, whatever, of what Job went through, but we can identify. We similarly have found ourselves in circumstances like David um, you know, is crying out here, but um, that's the danger is to think that somehow God's forgotten us when he has not. The danger is that we would begin to think that God has forgotten us but he has not. Brother Barney Bryant addressed himself to Conrad Merle once as being among his lesser brethren. Have I told you all that before? No? Brother Conrad immediately responded and said, I have no lesser brethren. That's the way Brother Barney felt. Well, I'm not that guy over there. You know, I, I, don't, I don't have that proximity. I don't have that you know, access or whatever the case may be, uh, that friendship. Um, so he felt lesser. Brother Conrad said, I have no lesser brethren. I have no lesser brethren. It'd be like your children coming to you and saying, which one of us do you like the most? I have no lesser children. I love all of you the same. I have no lesser brethren myself. You know, do you have lesser brethren? You know, we're, we're called to love one another, pray for one another. Um, should... Then you ought to think, yeah, yeah, right, right. So I tell that story because we could be in a set of circumstances where we feel like addressing ourselves to the Lord is somehow being lesser. Well, you know, you remember Moses and Abraham, but Lord, I think you've forgotten me. No, he has no lesser children either. Uh, he's no respecter of persons, the Bible says. You know, he, doesn't, he calls us not to be a respecter of persons, right? So we as his children, every one of us, just barely upon our journey down this pathway, you know, the straight and narrow you know, pathway, or been on it for years and years, we all have the same access. Come boldly, right? Before the throne of grace. True? To obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need, Hebrews 4.16. But this whole thing of forgotten, and if you've ever read the second part of Pilgrim's Progress, and there's great heart, and he's taking Christiana, you know, they're going, and there's this one man, I think it, it might have been Mr. Feeblemind, um, but, you know, great heart's got this great sword, and he's hacking away, and, and the man's just cowering back there, and he's, he's telling him, he said, I'm afraid you're going to hit me with that. He's like, no, that could never be. 
I mean, thinking about it in the perspective of, of, of God and his relationship towards us, um, it's like Isaiah 49 says in verse number 14, Zion said, listen, Zion said, the Lord hath forsaken me and my Lord hath forgotten me. But verse number 15, God replies, can a woman forget her sucking child? Now, that's something that you would think would not be the case, but we've heard stories where you've, 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 you've seen where somebody's thrown a baby in a dumpster, a live baby, into a dumpster. Well, not, not in a little basket on the doorstep of the orphanage, but into a dumpster. Hmm. You don't think she forgot? She wanted to forget. Some young, some young teenage girl that didn't want to become you know, pregnant and decided they're going to cast this thing away and nobody will. But the baby's not forgotten by God. Yeah. Right? And that's the point. That she should not have compassion on the son of her womb. He says, God says, yea, they may forget. Now many women have aborted babies hard to, from what I understand, it's still hard for most of them to forget, you know that. Though they may forget, yet will I not forget thee. Everybody else may forget, but God says, I'll not forget. Everybody else may forsake, but God says, I'll not forsake. How can he? What what did he give for you, Christian? His only begotten son. What was shed on your behalf? The precious blood of the spotless lamb of God. How could he ever forget you? How could he ever forget you? So, As I said before, we don't know David's exact need. We don't know the exact occasion. But we know he needed mercy. We know he needed grace. As he describes it, he says his trouble was daily upon him. His enemy was exalting himself over him. As far as David's own strength was concerned, it was near to be the death of him. And he says his enemy knew it. His enemy, whoever it was, seems to be ready to deal the death blow. I've got him. And I'm going to end him. We want things to happen more quickly than they do, don't we? We we get into a spot of trouble, we want to be at it just as quick. Uh, We don't want to climb the hill of difficulty. Um, we would end the trial, that being the case, we would end the trial sooner. I mean, if it were up to us, we would end the trial sooner than God intended. And by doing so, what would we miss? The blessing that God intended in that thing that we were going through. Is it hard? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not diminishing that at all. It, it is, there, there are some very, very, very hard 
places that we have to walk. Now, Brother Don Johnson preached a message at Bentley Camp one time called Hard Cases. Uh, there are hard things that we're called to go through. But God's designed his mercy woven through that. He's designed his grace woven through that. He's designed his strength woven through that. And he's designed a blessing. He's designed instruction. Uh, he's designed to strengthen our faith. And we could go on and say lots of things about the things that we go through. He's designed to work all these things together for our good. You know, we at times think that prayer should be this immediate means of escape. But what about those times that I read about in Scripture where it says, you know, David says, I called upon the Lord and he delivered me. That should happen right now. This is a bad thing. I want to be out of it. Lord, deliver me. Uh, But that's not the Lord's design in it. I'm not saying that never happens. It can. It can happen. If it does, that was the Lord's design in it. It was, it was an immediate thing. Uh, but this thing that David's talking about is a long ordeal that he's going through. A prolonged situation. Has God not promised to give us strength? Yeah. So can we not, as with wisdom, would the Lord not be pleased? Here we're dealing with, maybe, maybe it is a difficult person. Maybe it's somebody that would, you know, just as well spit in your face as to look at you. you know, you've heard that saying before, haven't you? Well, Lord, give me strength. Lord, give me the kindness. Give me, you know, what I need to be able to be what you call me to be in, in the face, you know, of this person. Give me strength to endure what you've brought to pass. So how patient are we with our afflictions? We don't need to point the finger at David. We don't know how long before he said how long. How long had he endured? How long had, how long had he been patient? How long had he trusted in the Lord? How long had he continued to pray and ask for strength and ask for mercy and ask for grace? And this day after day after day after day, and finally one day, you're like, Lord, I just don't think I can take it anymore. How long? How long? What, is, what does the Bible call these things that we go through? How about 2 Corinthians 4, you yeah? Verse 17, light affliction. You know? I mean, you, 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 you read some we know about, others that we have to kind of lean upon a little bit upon, you know, historians, but the apostles and what happened to them all uh, and how they met, you know, their end in this world. Um, light affliction, Scripture, you know, calls these things. How, how can the Bible say light affliction? Well, this is the reason. Let me read it to you. 2 Corinthians four seventeen and 18. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, doesn't feel that way, does it? But for a moment? And when you think about the word moment and think about other passages of Scripture in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, you know. Um, but for a moment, worketh for us. So here's something we understand about affliction. It's working for us. It feels like it's against us, but it's working for us. A far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. 
So it's light affliction in view of or in comparison to an eternal weight of glory. You remember when your kids were little and they had like a penny and they thought they had something. Man, I got a, or the little rascals, I got a dollar, I got a dollar, you know, I got a dollar, hey, 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 you know, you remember that song? Oh, what's a dollar? Well, back during the little rascals days, it bought a lot more than it does today, you know, but, you know, if you had that penny, or let me, I'll take it even down a notch from that. You know what my kids gave me on Father's Day? No. You're close. You're close. What, sister? Nothing? Nothing? Well, it's more than nothing, but less than a penny. Hmm? No, no. It, it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a coin, but it was less than a penny. So they listened to a message that my Uncle Jack had preached. Um, and he told a story about his uncle and what he got on Christmas. And there was a box, and inside that box was another box. And inside that box was another box, and another box, and another box, and another box, until there was, like, remember the, the boxes that matches used to come in? Yeah, yeah the old wooden matches. And inside that box, there was a bunch of twine wrapped around something. So he begins to unwrap the twine. And in, in the middle of that twine, there was a piece of cloth. And he unwrapped the cloth, and you know what was there? Half a penny. Half a penny. Yeah, absolutely, it was half a penny. Well, you know, what's half a penny in comparison to a troy ounce of silver? You know, uh, or, or more than that, uh, you know, a, a trillion dollars. Well, that's why Scripture can say it's momentary, you know, or affliction that's but for a moment. It's light affliction. In, 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 in comparison to an eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. One man said it like this. He said, I, I think we can agree that sometimes we behave like spoiled children in the midst of our trials, right? When God does not immediately satisfy our demands, Lord, deliver me and jump at our every whim. Some people look at God like that, don't they? It's like a heavenly bellhop. You know, ding, what would you like? You know, well, I want this right away. That's not the God that we serve. God bountifully, abundantly blesses us. There's no doubt. But his ways are not our ways, are they? We'd like to be delivered sooner. You know, how often did, did, did Christian ask that question in Pilgrim's Progress? When will this burden fall from my back? Sooner than you think. Longer than you wish. You know, he'd get further down the road after the burden's gone. How soon will I enter into his presence? How soon will I come to those gates? How soon will I make it you know, to, my, to that, that celestial land and city that I long for? Sooner than you think. Longer than you wish. Um, so <clears throat> he goes on to say, can God really forget us? He said, we make erroneous conclusions about him. He says, is, it is utterly impossible that he should forget those, as we said before, who've 
he gave his only begotten son for. We forget. Here's what we forget. We forget his faithfulness. Right? We forget his faithfulness. We, for, we, 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 we forget his patience with us when we're saying, how long? How long? How long? How long? Uh, we forget our impatience. Uh, we think he's utterly cast us off. And that the temporary trial we now experience is going to last forever. Oh, is me. This is going to, this is so, this is going to go on forever. Now, this is never going to end. This is going to be the death of me. Yeah, we can find ourselves in those places and forget that God is utterly faithful, utterly merciful. I mean, there is no end unto his mercy. There is no end unto his faithfulness. I mean, you can't sound out the depths of his love uh, that he has for us. We are in his heart forever. Um, when are we going to be there? Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering why you were smiling. <laughs> Always two hours. Yeah. Sooner than you think, longer than you wish. <laughs> How long will I need to cry out? How long? How long until the Lord comes? Until the Lord comes ultimately but also until the Lord comes in our present circumstances and situation to end whatever we're going through. Yeah, right. Um, how long did it seem for Jonah? We know three days. We know that. We're, we're reading the account, right, Shalom? We're reading along there. We know it was three days. Jonah didn't know that. Jonah's in the belly of that great fish. He, yeah, he doesn't know how long he's... He doesn't know if he'll ever escape. Is this it? Yeah. Oh, exactly. He doesn't even know what a day is anymore. Um, you know, that, that whole submarine incident that was so much in the news. Um, yeah. Imploded, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know, for a long time, people thought there was still, there was still hope, you know. We can hear noises, and, and, uh, but then there was another guy that came along, one, one article, well, you know, even if we could find them, to get them to the surface, they, just, they wouldn't survive. And yet, Jonah's in the belly of this fish. Long before any of the technology, you know, that, that we now know, or that may be in a hundred years to come. And God's got Jonah safe inside the belly of this fish in the depths of the sea, brings him up out of that place and vomits him out onto the beach, you know. Um, didn't get the bins doing it, right, exactly. Isn't that amazing? Um, so, you know, we, we read the story immediately, but listen to what Jonah says. Jonah 2 verse 1 says, Then Jonah, I'm not sure exactly how long he had been, you know, there, but... Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly. How many, how many odd places have you prayed from? I mean, that's pretty odd. Out of the fish's belly. And said, I cried by reason of my affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me out of the belly of hell, he said, cried I. And thou heardest my voice. That's talking about depths, right? For thou hadst cast me into the deep, into the midst of the seas and floods, Compassed me about, all thy billows and thy waves passed over me. 
Then said I, I am cast out of thy sight. Lord, have you forgotten me? Yet will I look again. This is your only hope. Then will I look in these things that you're going through. Then will I, I said, I will look again unto his temple, unto thy holy temple. The waters compassed me about even to the soul. So they were outside of the fish. They might have been some inside the fish too, right? You know, I'm not sure it was really the depiction of Geppetto inside Monstro, and there's boats and things inside there, and he's built a fire and he's fishing off the deck. Um, It wasn't that. The waters compassed me about even to the soul. The depths closed me round about the weeds. And there, Canyon Lake, right past, there's like a little shelf, and then there was weeds, you know. It says, the weeds were wrapped about my head. I went down to the bottoms of the mountains. We see the tops of them, don't we? He was down at the, at the base, at the foot of the mountain, inside the ocean, right? I went to the bottoms of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about me forever. Yet hast thou brought up my life from corruption. So there's salvation. He's, th- he's thinking about the salvation of God there. Being, being delivered, O oh Lord my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer came in unto thee, into thine holy temple. And we know the rest of the story. You know, we know he's vomited out upon dry ground. So the children of Israel passed the Red Sea on dry ground. Yeah, well, Jonah you know, vomited out on dry ground, I guess. But he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord delivered him. Three days or 300. How long? I don't know. I don't know how long. The Lord knows. Three days and three nights. But what if it lasts for 300? You know, whatever you're going through, in other words. What if it lasts for 300? <clears throat> how about the children of Israel? They're in Egypt. They cried out long time, right? How long? They had reason, you know, to say what David's saying here. I, you know, how long, O oh Lord? How long? Yet before all the bondage began, Joseph already knew. When you come out of this place, take my bones with you. No matter how long it is. Psalm 27, 13 says, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He goes on to verse number 14, and I think this, this, is, a good, this is a good commentary on how long, O Lord. Right? Listen to what he says in Psalm 27, 14. Wait on the Lord. The Lord knows what he's doing. Yeah. And nothing's caught him by surprise, off guard. You know, Satan hadn't got the upper hand on him. He didn't finally get him in a, you know, an arm wrestling match and got the best of him. You know, that's not happened. That's not going to happen. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. Here's the promise. You know, where's this thing about strength? That I, here's a place right here. And he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. He knows, the psalmist knew, that the Lord would bring about deliverance that the day of of deliverance would arrive at the appointed time it wouldn't be too soon 
Wouldn't be too late. It'd be right on time. Right on time. But did you hear the promise? Wait upon the Lord. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, right? Yes. Yes. So wait upon the Lord. There's strength uh, there in waiting upon Him, knowing that He has a purpose, knowing that He's in control, knowing that He's at work, knowing that He's causing all these things to work together for your good. Our how longs will come and go. The Lord will remain faithful in every one of them. We're, you know, one person said we're either going into a trial, right? You've heard that before. Or we're in a trial, in the middle of one, or we're coming out, you know, of one. Um, and there's some truth to that. The Lord's putting us through these things for a purpose. In them all, there's going to be situations where we're going to have cause to cry out, Lord, how long? How long? <clears throat> Lamentations 3.21, Jeremiah says, This I recall to mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not, they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. This that David was going through, we can say, you, know, you, you remember the good housekeeping seal, right? We could put the seal upon, it's good. This that David was going through is good. Uh, when we go through circumstances, we can say, Lord, I know you've intended good you know, in this, this situation. <coughs> um, Doug Snyder, excuse me, he had reached out to me, and I think I'd sent something out to y'all to pray for him. He lost his grandson you know, in a car accident. But in it all, in communicating with me, he was like, Lord, bring good out of this. Um, Lord, work all this together for my good. Uh, bring good out of this. It hadn't been long since, you know, he lost his wife. So don't let thoughts against the Lord overtake you while you're waiting. Don't let thoughts against the Lord overtake you while you are waiting. What are thoughts against the Lord? Fear. Doubt, unbelief, and such things. I, I understand. It's not an easy thing to do. Waiting is a hard thing to do. We need strength from the Lord to wait. I don't know about you. I'm, I'm sure you're no different, but I've been in depths so deep that um, I really felt my own experience to be like Paul states in 2 Corinthians 1.8 when he says we were pressed out of measure. Above strength. And this kind of tracks with David. Insomuch that we despaired even of life. That's what he said. Now I, I, I know that I'm not 
and haven't faced the extremities that Job faced and that, at least in my estimation, is I weigh my circumstances against theirs or that Paul faced. But in my experience, they felt like these people that we're reading about felt and what they were going through. James 5, 7 says, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. We've got a little ways to go yet. We don't know how long. Sooner than you think. Longer than you wish. Right? Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth. Yeah, we went out there in the garden. We planted seed. We waited for it to come up. We're harvesting now. And hath long patience for it until he received the early and latter rain. Be ye also patient. Establish your hearts. For the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. The Lord's in this thing. He's going to bring it to a conclusion. Grudge not one against another brethren, lest ye be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. I'm reading on to get to something else. Take my brethren the prophets, James says who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering affliction. You think you're afflicted? They were afflicted. Not only of suffering affliction, but also of patience. You've heard of the patience of Job, right? That's where we're going here, aren't we? Behold, we count them happy which endure. You've heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the... How long did Job wait? You've seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. We sang the hymn first thing this morning before JT preached. Here's the chorus. Some through the waters, some through the flood, some through the fire, but all through the blood. Some through great sorrow, but God gives a song in the night season and all the day long, even from that The belly of that great fish, Job remembered the Lord. So here's David's song, How Long, O Lord? How long? God leads us through these things. He is our shepherd. He's he's leading us through all these places. Some of them get kind of rocky. Some get kind of difficult. Sometimes we find ourselves straying over here, and he goes and leaves the 99 and gets the one, brings it back under the fold, right? He's not forgotten. I mean, that, that one sheep, well, I still got 99. I can afford to lose one. No. Leave the 99, goes and gets the one, brings it back. Hasn't forgotten even the one. Not even the one. So, Lord, help us not to be discouraged and defeated. But instead, to steadfastly rely upon the Lord in all these things. He will rescue you. He will save you. He is your deliverer. He may feel distant, but he's present. He's very present. Scripture doesn't just say present. It says very present, right? Very present. How many minutes I got? Am I out of time? I got four minutes left. Okay, you ready? Buckle up. <laughs> um, I was going to go through and talk about, so I'll have to go through it quickly. But, um, you know, what are some instances whereby we could feel the Lord distant, hiding his face from us, forgotten? Sin can cause us to feel that way. 
And so we need to be careful there. Isaiah 59, 2 kind of puts it in perspective. Your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you. Uh, and it says that he will not hear. And we go over in the New Testament. If I don't treat you know, my wife as the weaker vessel, as God's called me to treat her, what does the Scripture say? My prayers can be hindered, right? Um, so there's a principle there. Speaking of prayers being hindered, think about Daniel. Here he was praying, right? Angel comes, fear not Daniel, from the first day, from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to chasten yourself before God, your words were heard. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia, I'm kind of skipping through here a little bit, um, withstood me one in 20 days. So, but heard the very first moment. How about um, our prayers feeling like they're not being answered? It's because James says we can ask amiss, right? So it says you ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your own lusts. Um, I'm, you know, in Job's situation, God felt a little distant. You know, David's situation, God felt a little distant. So testing and trial sometimes get could feel that way. Um, Job 23, verse 8 says, Behold, I go forward, but he's not there. And backward, but I can't perceive him. On the left hand, where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand, that I cannot see him. Uh, Job's like, God, is, I can't find him anywhere. Forwards, backwards, left, right. You know, I can't find him. But then in verse number 10, what does he say? He says, but he knoweth the way that I take, and when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. So, why have we not given up? And David's saying, how long, O Lord? Why hadn't he given up? The Lord's there pouring that oil through that golden tube into the flame. I prayed for you, Peter, that your faith fail not. If we're going on our own strength, we would have given up a long time ago, right? We would have fallen by the wayside. We would have been a casualty a long time ago. You know, as Christians go into the valley of the shadow of death and he sees all those bodies, you know, there on, on both, there's a ditch over here, there's bodies floating over there, you know. Uh, we would have fallen by the wayside a long, long time ago. If the devil could, he would have put out the flame of faith that, that God started you know, and give, gave unto you. He would have put it out a long time ago if he could have. We can become so discouraged, so distraught. We can become like smoking flax and a bruised reed. Boy, what did the Lord say about that? Smoking flax, I'll not quench. A bruised reed, I'll not break. Um, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. In due time, Scripture says, he'll exalt you. He'll exalt you. Psalm ten twelve, Arise, O Lord, O Lord, O God, lift up thine hand. Forget not the humble. Who does the Lord look unto? The humble, the contrite heart. Unto these that says the Lord looks. So David ends by saying in verses 5 and 6, I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. I will sing unto the Lord because he hath dealt bountifully with me. Trust in God's mercy. Trust in God's timing. Um, ask for strength to endure. He, he's, he's, he's dealing bountifully with us. He has a purpose in it all. Uh, one more passage of Scripture. Isaiah 40, verse number 10. Behold, the Lord God will come with strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. 
Behold, his reward is with him. That sound like those who, you know, wait upon the Lord to renew their strength. That sound like those who, who believe that he is, that, that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So his reward is with him and his work is before him. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm. He shall carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. Who hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and meted out heaven with the span and comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure and weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in balance? This is our God. You know, we have a hymn that we sing that talks about those things, don't we? Behold our God. Um, and David in the end is saying, Behold, God delivered me. I, I was crying out, How long, O Lord? I was ready to, to just give up and die. Just curl up in a ball and I'll be over with, you know. Um, but the Lord delivered me. Uh, in one place, the psalmist says, This poor man, right? This poor man cried unto the Lord and he delivered me. You know? So look unto the Lord when you're in those places that you have reason to say, how long, oh Lord, how long? Have you forgotten me? He can. He cannot. He cannot forget his own. 